Good morning, and welcome to the first episode of this month, April 6th, of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today, April 6th, we are going to be talking about UFOs and other magical things that are going on. But first, before I begin, I'd like to introduce myself and welcome all of those people who are here and today on the podcast. So my name is Ellie Molina. I am an intuitive, a psychic. I am the author of a few books and the host of this podcast. And I'm also the creator and founder of the Psy Kids Academy, a magical place for children and adults to tap into their inner magic and learn to develop and access their natural psychic abilities. So if you want to learn more about the Psy Kids Academy, head on over to my website, which is www.ellymolina.com and check out my offerings, my readings, and the Psy Kids Academy, magical place for you and your children to start developing or enhancing and really getting great at practicing your psychic abilities. Well, before we begin, I just want to touch upon some of the astrological happenings of this week. I'm going to do them briefly because there is an entire, I'm just going to do this briefly because there is an entire podcast dedicated to this about a week ago. And um you can go back and check that. It's the planetary happenings for um, the planetary happenings for the for April and the Earth energy. So that's on one of the former podcasts, and you can just go back and check that. The biggest event that is happening this coming week is that we have the Jupiter conjunct Neptune in Pisces on April twelfth. This is a major event in twenty twenty two. This happens every 13 years that these two planets come together magically. And this is where uh, the sky and beyond the galaxies are the limit. So there's no limit to this. Do things, put things into motion that you don't even believe are possible. That is my advice to you on this day. If you have dreams, set them down in writing, come back and keep looking at them and get out of the matrix of what you believe is possible. And so speaking of matrixes and what you believe in is possible, I'm so honored and happy to have as my guest today, the lovely Jess Rogi from the Rogi Report and Escape the Simulation. So Jess is a podcaster. She's a, a show host. And she's also, in my book, a ufologist specialist. She co-hosted a ufology symposium with a group of women. And uh, please check out her podcast, which is going to be um, attached to all of the information at the end of the, you know, the end of when I post this <laughs> and on the YouTube channel. So you'll have all the links to her bio and all the links to all the information. And Jess, you're there, aren't you? Can you hear me? I am. Can oh, you hear me, Ellie? I can. I can. Hi, hi. Good morning. So listen, everybody who's joining us live, thank you all for being here. I've woken her up very early so that she could join yes. us live. She, she's on another coast. And um, so uh, we're both having our coffee only. I've been up for hours and I don't know about you, Jess, but just welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, I did not go into a huge bio. I would rather have people go find you and look at what you do and uh, share what you know. I'd rather have you share what you do right now as opposed to me over here reading all this stuff. <laughs> so um, welcome, welcome. And tell our listeners today, before we dive a little bit deeper into some of the questions that we've gotten, tell our listeners how you started, where this began, what inspired you, you know, give us the juicy details. <laughs> ah. Well, the, 
Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your show, Ellie. I had you on back in February, and I had a fantastic time, and we had such a wonderful conversation. But um, for me, I guess there's always like two parts to this question, because part of it is, how did you get into this realm of like the unknown? And then the other part is, how did you become a host? And mm-hmm. why did you start doing it this way? So it's a two-part question. I think as far as, you know, the unexplained, um, getting into these topics like this, I've always had a an interest in the unknown, the strange, the weird, you know, UFOs and the paranormal when I was young. Um, I think I really got into that area of everything because I'm a sensitive, you know, mm-hmm. so it's something that just has always been in my life. You know, I always sensed energies and things like that so from from a young age i i was very curious about these things and um when i was growing up we didn't have you know internet to look up things so i had to so really like my first entry into like everything is i watched a television psychic uh you may or may not have heard of her uh, but like the whole thing kind of started with watching stuff about uh, sylvia brown Mm-hmm. interesting yeah yeah yes uh-huh. and so I got super into Sylvia I got every book of hers I could you know just to learn more because this information really wasn't out there before yeah and um I think as it moved forward I kind of got it just I got bored with looking into those types of things and I went hard into UFOs because I was like what's interesting about UFOs is that the government has been researching them and that's kind of was my that was my thesis for a long time was kind of looking into the governmental parts of everything but now i'm kind of done with that and i'm moving back into the strange Mm. now to to kind of talk about podcasting and broadcasting i um and I'm sorry if I'm rambling. This is really early oh, no. for me, guys. Oh, My no, no, brain no, no. is not usually. <laughs> no, and, and here's the thing: none of these none of these questions are scripted. So, also, I don't. You know, like just please ramble on because I'm finding this fascinating, <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else on here is as well. Because you know, just can I interject here? You know, many people please. who listen, many most people who listen to this these podcasts, your work, my work, we've all had these experiences and we're in the other realm. And then what do we do? Who's our tribe? Where do we connect? So that's why, you know, if you want to share a little bit about the podcast, because then, you know, people can, people can find you also people who are with me can go hear you vice versa and, you know, get into their tribe and into that feeling of belonging and that we're not all alone and weird out here in this world. Right. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Ellie. Yeah, well, what I would say about that is I probably kind of started this journey because I was seeking out um, to be able to talk to others and find others. So I kind of took that leap. Well, I guess let me go back a moment, too. I, I, I did go to school for broadcast journalism and film production, so that's my background. I really wanted to do something in this field, which is funny is I kind of put it to the side for a while. And um, I got very into listening to things like Coast to Coast and Fade to Black and things like that because I was looking for more information. And as I was listening to those shows, just trying to learn, I said, you know, this is my, I have a background in this. Mm. It's probably something I could do. I could marry these two subjects and be able to produce something that I love. And that's kind of what I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, long story I, short, <laughs> I got to interrupt because this is a perfect opportunity for me to give a Justine Musk. She was the former wife of Elon Musk, and ah. she she had a, a quote that said, "You take two ideas um, and you let them have sex, and they mm-hmm. make they make a new idea, baby." And that is exactly basically what most people do when they come up with their ideas, you know, they take two different things that are not really so different, mix them together and create a baby. So (laughs) yes, exactly. Exactly. I made this baby and now I, I just, I'm in love with like producing a show. I'm in love with talking about these topics. I feel like with every episode, 
with every guest, learn something a little new, expand, mm -hmm. you know, my horizons a little more. And I think that's like my favorite part of doing a show. Mm hmm. And I have to just, I'm sorry, I'm drinking coffee, everybody. So no, if me you're, too. If you're, <laughs> go grab your cups also, people. Uh, one of the things that I love about your show is that you always have these very interesting and amazing guests. And there's always something to, like I said, there's always something to learn from being, you know, from listening to your show. So um, again, it's a, www, it's escape the simulation dot info and you're on youtube and probably tons of other platforms but i use youtube as you know one of the places that i go to i know youtube is great for that i'm also on all podcast platforms too mm -hmm. um, but yeah no i i mean it's just one of my favorite things is just and i really appreciate that you said you learned something because that, that that's my whole goal is just you know I think about I'm making this show and I think about myself about 10, 12, 15 years ago. And I think about that person who is looking for information, that person who wants to know more and kind of just needs like that little window that opens it and says, okay, now you can go down this rabbit hole or this shows you something new. And so I'm happy yeah, that that's, yeah. I'm happy that you get that from my show. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I do. I do. I do. I want to switch gears a little bit. Okay, Jess, if that's Please. all right. Um, I want to talk about fine. UFOs. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> let, me, but let me prep. Let me just start this out with, I am, I got to say, I am not the expert. I am far from the expert on UFOs. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to actually do a confession here. You've heard it here. Okay. My close, my close friends know this. I have always been a little bit frightened. And so when I share with my friends, I've always been frightened about these, about UFO experiences. So my friend said to me, maybe you've had experiences with them and you don't know. And I said, well, if I have had experiences with them, I don't know. And there's mm -hmm. something there that frightens me. And I, you know, even with all my knowledge about the psychic realm, that is one area that I have never gone down that path. Okay. And for mm. whatever reason, I haven't explored it. Now, I do want to do a little backstory before um, I start talking to you about details on all of this. And we do have uh, questions from uh, listeners and people calling sure. in. But before I get there, when I lived in Washington, so most people who know me personally know that I lived in Washington State for close to 13 years. Now, I lived up I lived up near Fort Lewis, which is the major Air Force base up in Washington, military facility, really big space. I also lived so far remote up near Mount Rainier that hmm. it was known by the locals that there were a lot of UFO sightings. And so, again, I also lived in an airspace that was off limits to any commercial, the only air, the only uh, flights allowed in that airspace were militaries, military flights. So nobody could come in and fly around unless you were military. And that went for small private planes. Also, they were not allowed to fly over the area where I lived. So anyway, fast forward in this story. One night, it was in February, it lasted for three nights. Uh, it was actually I wrote down the day it was February 10th, 11th and 12th. And I was in my bedroom and it was a clear sky and I looked out the window and there hovering not too far from the window were three, uh, three things. Okay. Um, and they were just hovering and they had lights flashing and then they disappeared horizontally fast, just immediately, just horizontally disappeared, vanished. And it happened at 10 p.m. And I was totally freaked out. And I called my sons to come, you know, um, to talk about this stuff. And uh, two of my sons came at that time. I called them in while I was watching this. They came, they watched, all right? We were all, and then the second night, it happened again. Same time, same place. For three nights, I called my sons. We watched these things disappear, flash, and then disappear. I was frightened as I cannot tell you how frightened I was. Ah, my older son said to me, ah, mom, that's just military. Uh, they've got some fancy things that are like 20, 30 years ahead of our time. Don't, don't, um, 
trouble yourself thinking about this. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, and I shared that with some people that I know that were local up where I lived and they had seen these things also. There's even a couple of ranches not very far from the area where people do go up for UFO sightings. So anyway, with that being said, that's my, that's my part of my UFO experience. And then I've also heard another theory that we see UFOs because it's in our brain. It's our reticular activating system and we want mm. to see them. And um, so I, I put question marks after that. Okay. And I turn it over to you now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's several different, you know, the thing with UFOs is there's so many different theories. Like you're saying, there's the military theory, right? That these craft belong to the military then and you also bring up the fact that like okay so there's a theory too that we are there are these things that <clears throat> that we perceive as ufos or that's how our brain interprets it um one because mm -hmm. <clears throat> they say like back in the 1800s right people saw airships and then towards the turn of the century, once we get into the 40s, we start seeing flying saucers. And then we move into mm -hmm. the 80s and they're a little more high tech. And now people are seeing Tic Tacs. So part of the UFO thing is, are we perceiving what it really looks like? Or is that how our brain is interpreting what we're seeing? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's that. And then there's also like, is this an object coming in from a different dimension that we are able to see at, the, at, at a certain moment? Another one is, do people only see UFOs if it matches their vibration? Mm -hmm. Why some people see them and why some people don't. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there are tons of theories on what it could be or what it could, it could be an alien. You know, we don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. two, you talk about the fear and, a lot, and they do say that a lot of people who have fear surrounding um, UFOs or aliens most likely have been abducted. Two, one thing I would ask you too is, has anybody in your family had any experiences with UFOs? Because a lot of the times it goes through bloodlines. I couldn't tell you. We've never, it was a topic we never spoke about. But when you just said that, my body got chills. Okay. <laughs> so, uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you a story. See, my sister is an abductee. My mother mm -hmm. is an experiencer. But guess what? Not me. Mm -hmm. Not me. So I don't know about the bloodline thing. Some people, yes, but, or maybe I'm like you. Maybe I've had experiences and I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's really possible. Um, Jess, can we can we uh, answer a question over here? I don't sure. Um, look, I don't want to put you on the spot, but we have some questions coming in, so we'll do our best to answer them together. Uh, Tomas over here has asked: Didn't Trump declassify the information of the UFOs? He didn't declassify. What they did was they added um, the UAP task force to the COVID relief bill. But what that's led to is the um, the um, establishment of an office in the Pentagon that is going to officially uh, view and record this data and um, and look at it. But this is only I know they are going back and they're looking at. Um, old stuff too but it's really looking at all the newer stuff that's coming in and more recent reports so not declassified in the sense that we really are able to see it um, there have been FOIA requests put in um, things like that but nothing has really been declassified when they did the UAP task force report that was released last June I believe there were 115 uh, sightings that they talked about and I think most of them like the major majority of them were unidentified. I think they were only able to identify like a very small number. So we're not quite to declassified um, UFO information yet. It's all mm -hmm. very heavily redacted, anything that comes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, um, just amazing. Um, I have, listen, I've got somebody here. I'd like to bring him on to the podcast. Um, William, 
if you can hit one of those buttons um, where it says call in, then we can get you on live. And rather than me reading your question, uh, perhaps you can just ask us directly. Will that work for you? Are you in a space where you can uh, just hit your button and call in? All right, you need to have a headset, that's number one. And then there is a uh, microphone on the app and then you would just click it. Isn't that, isn't that um, what's going on? Is that, that's how it worked for you, right, Jess? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I just clicked I'm, and it connected. Okay. I'm going to give him a moment to see if uh, he can do that or else if you can type in something to just acknowledge that you're here and listening. Uh, we got people saying hello <laughs> to you. I love this. I love yeah. this. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to read his question until okay. I hear in the meantime, until I, until we hear from him. So let's start with that. So he, um, and I'm just going to say your name because you're here and you're alive and I hope that you're okay with that. Will record, he heard me on coast to coast and, Yay. uh, yeah, that was a whole <laughs> other experience. Congratulations. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was really quite the doing the read. This is just a tangent, but doing the readings part was unexpected. Okay. I don't know that just, I believe that popped oh. up because I had said I lived, I lived, I, yeah, I did. I lived at California psychics. I was a California psychic for many years. So I'm just wondering if that kind of like popped him. Oh, let's get her on the line and answer some questions. It's like, probably. Okay. <laughs> well, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, um, it's so anyway. awesome. So um, I had, I was inundated. This is apologies, Will. I was inundated with emails when you sent it and I cannot find it. I do not know what happened. Will sent me some footage of UFOs that he recorded and um, he writes over here, he has an hour and a half of UFO footage that he's recorded over the, uh, the three days. And then he said that he's been having contact with these beings for the past 14 years. I quote, I feel a direct kinship with them. And um, he'd like to share his story. Yeah, which I want to get him on the line to share the story. But his question is, um, if I would know who they are, or maybe you, and what is his connection? Where are they from? And what dimension? and my purpose on this planet in relationship to them and whatever we feel. So there's multiple in here, multiple, multiple questions. Oh, he's here. Um, oh, William, good. Can you, can you call in? Can you hit the button and call in yourself then, even though I've just uh, read the question? But Jess, what do you think? And I, I really do want to see these videos, William. However, I don't know where I put them in my email box. So uh, what do you think, Jess? What do you think's going on? If he has an hour and a half of footage, live footage. Yeah, for me, I would love to see that footage. That I know I can't because we don't have it available right now, but I would love to see that footage. You know, what's interesting is, you know, I do get contacted by a lot of people that ask these similar questions. Mm -hmm. But what they don't have, what William has, is the footage, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I find very compelling. Right. Um, I would like to, I mean, I would wish we could talk to William because I would like to ask him, like, when did, like, he said it started 14, 14 years, ago, years ago, which is, which is also interesting because typically these things happen and they're lifelong. They start from childhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for it to start in adulthood, for to hear that is very rare um, from what mm -hmm. I hear. So I would like to ask, you know, William, is there something that occurred 14 years ago that you think that you can think of that might have kicked this off? What I see, too, a lot is one thing I know, Elliot, that I, I know, you know, it's like you believe, you know, I know that a lot of people that have these experiences, once they have the experience like William did 14 years ago, that it starts to put you on a path of looking more and kind of a lot of the time, you know, changing people's paradigms and kind of sending them on the spiritual journey. So that's yeah. another question I'd like to ask William, like what has changed for you since this happened? 
Uh, right, William, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the thing. <laughs> the thing, William. <laughs> he may not have a headset. That's the other thing. Uh, if, you don't have, if you don't have a headset, then you just you'll have to type in your questions. All right, that's how it works on this on this app. Unfortunately, one needs a headset. Um, so, Jess, this is what I'm getting, and this is like, and now you can tell confirm. me what you're getting. Um, what I'm getting is that the con that okay. So, what's showing up for me uh, is that um, he needs and and. William, you may be doing this already, but um, when you go to meditate, and if you're not meditating, start meditating. So go to meditating. And um, also, Dr. Stephen Greer, right? You know, um, yes, Greer. He's got like this app um, with great meditations on there to make contact. So I'm going to suggest that you follow maybe his meditations for making contact. And what is that app called? C5 or something? Are you familiar with that? Yes. It's called um, CE5. It's Close Encounter 5, which is human initiated contact. But two, I'll say like you can use Greer stuff, but you don't need to. Okay. So I was just thinking in case somebody wanted to uh, use that because it's already pre-done. But my point is is. here, my point, (laughs) my point is that, um, if he can, will, if you can start to really meditate deeply and then create contact with them through meditation, I am getting that not only are you going, oh, this is giving me chills. Not only are you mm-hmm. going to start seeing them more often, they're going to start to talk to you and they're going to communicate what it is that they, uh, that I know this sounds kind of like I'm making it up, but this is what I'm seeing. They're going to communicate mm-hmm. what it is that they want from you and what it is that you can be doing. And it has something to do with what I'm seeing is to bring light and awareness to the planet, especially during the time. There's a lot of stuff going on on this planet right now that is not good for the planet. We know that. That's You don't need to, to be a genius to figure that out. And what I'm seeing over here is that there is this divine-ish kind of energy around this light. So these are I don't look again. I am not an alien expert. I don't know these things. <laughs> uh, what I'm getting though is that these are light beings, meaning these are like, is there such a thing as good and bad aliens? I don't know if that even exists, but these are um, these are for the benefit of mankind. These are getting protector protectors. Um, light beings in terms of protecting the planet, protecting humans and finding a way for Will to connect with them so that he can to you know escape the simulation of this yes, 3D yes. realm and start <laughs> working with the information that they provide for him and who he's talking to, who he's connecting to and uh, start teaching you know, and without sounding like you're, uh, excuse the language over here, without sounding like you're, um, I don't want to, you know, without sounding like you're from another planet yourself. Okay, how's that? Um, <laughs> but there really is information here. And the other thing that I'm seeing is that, like, I don't know anything about your life, Will. So what I am getting is that the more that you go into this space of going into connecting with these beings, the deeper the love relationships are, the deeper the love relationships are and will be that are in your life. And now I don't know what that means, but you may, okay? So um, that's what's coming through for me over here right now as I look. This is definitely a good thing and uh, conversations need to be had in meditation to have direct communication. Um, Do you want to add anything to that? No, I want to, I, I, you know, typically if people, I would probably say this exact, same exact thing. Um, when I, when I do talk to people who've had experiences and they want to contact them, I do this, say the same thing. It's um, meditation and uh, just waiting for an answer. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yep. trust, um, right. And trusting that that answer, you know, sometimes we get these answers, right, Jess? And, and we think, oh, we're making it up. It's our imagination. But, you know, as Einstein said, imagination is more real than the stuff that we're seeing over here. Exactly. 
And I'm just getting the deeper you meditate, Will, the more you get into this meditative space, the more connections you're going to have, the more messages you're going to receive. And there's something here with love. So I, you know, I don't know what this, you know, whether it's you spreading love or whether your love relationship will get deeper, but there's something here with the word is love, like really big, powerful love. So I'm not clear what that, you know, I don't have an answer on that one. Um, I will, yeah, can, yes, add something to this because yeah, I just had um, a question. I just had a question. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to put the question? You want to say the question? Oh, he's had telepathic communication with them. All right. Oh. So that's okay. Too bad. We don't, him, too bad. We can't get him on the phone right now. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. All right. But well, you know, having downloads, getting telepathic communication, that is, um, that is very typical of uh, contact with beings. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And many people, many, many, many people talk about the telepathic communication because they don't use, you know, they don't communicate like we do. Whenever you hear people, they, they say, I had a feeling and this is what they were saying. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, very, right. very, yeah, that's very normal. I know it sounds yeah. weird, but it's very normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. Um, I was going to ask you something. Do you, you know, in all your research that you've done and with all the people that you've connected to, even on your on symposium, is there such a thing as like good aliens and bad aliens? Is that a uh, conversation? I, I mean, there's, a, there's at least two schools of thought on it. There's malevolent beings and benevolent beings, but then there's also like, are we trying to put human... Mm. Um, characteristics upon something that may not be necessarily good or bad people who have because you know we talk we're talking about a positive um experience with uh beings but there are people too who have negative experiences with these things and with the abductions and these and you know people who have negative experiences um it's a lot more scary it's not positive they say things like they feel like the beings have no souls. They don't care about them. They have no feelings. So I would be also like, there's also this, this thought that, you know, maybe they're all our space brothers, but too, you know, we do live in this world of duality and I, and you know, do we know that they have duality or are they in this positive, happy, like higher dimension state? We don't know. Right, right, know. right. And again, just as you're saying, we're over here sticking um, our sticking our knowledge, our limited perspective of what we know from the 3D and even what we imagine from higher dimensions. We're putting our language, our knowledge, our box onto. We're personifying them with what we know, as opposed. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, here's what. He, okay, thanks, Will. He's related to them in a different timeline, even though everything is occurring now. That's cool. Okay, all right. Um, did you, uh, we, do you? Can you see the messages, Jess? I do. I see that. So you, he says timeline. Yes, yes. I I do believe that, and I've heard that before. You know that I've been talked about this last night on my show. We're talking about time and how everything exists at the same moment. So if we think about like okay, everything exists at the same moment. Are different pieces of our soul experiencing different things at the same time as we are? So mm -hmm. I wonder if that's kind of where Will is going with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I answer mm -hmm. me. You know, I know. That's the whole thing with this, with this live. You've got to have a headset in order to get on to these live calls, you know, which I, I learned yeah. that the hard way when I had a guest who didn't have a headset. <laughs> I oh, know that's why I said, oh, I first I was like, what's Ellie talking about? I can do this on my computer, right? Like With I don't normally do. And I'm like, and you're like, no, you need a headset for your phone. I was like, better charge my headset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even if you're on your computer, you still need a headset. Yes. See. Yeah. All right. See. Um, okay. Getting back to these contacts, you know, if anybody else wants to either call in or share and talk about their experiences, please, you know, Jess knows so much then. Um, can you share a little bit about, <laughs> can you really tell us a little bit more about what you know, uh, maybe even, you know, in, in light of answering William's questions about being related to them and being in this timeline now, you know? Well, let's see. So lots of 
you know, I, and I'm just, I'm kind of on the fence about this whole, I don't know if you've heard of like star seeds, and I'm just very mm -hmm. on the fence about the whole star seed thing. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. Will is talking about makes me think that maybe he's in that realm. It's not something I usually talk about because I have a hard time with it. But star seeds, you know, they're connected to different uh, beings and different areas and, and guess the different alien races mm -hmm. so the thought behind that is like you're connected to this race and they kind of like keep an eye on you and they kind of pop in to check on you mm -hmm. um i'm not sure about that i you know it's it's too i've been in this i have studied this so long that it's like i everything i tell you then i can also say like okay but there's also this other theory you know um What's funny is like, you know, Will seems to have a very positive experience. And I, I it makes me think of another uh, a person that reached out to me and he's he, like he he had been abducted since he was a child mm -hmm. and he continuously would have dreams um, of these beings. But the thing that he said, and I wonder if this is true for Will, too, is he said he had this yearning, yearning for home, yearning mm -hmm. for his own kind. Mm -hmm. And you and you do hear that a lot from people who have this connection that they, they want to go home. Mm -hmm. and, and and so they, they yearn for this. And a lot of these people are, you know, that's why they're attracted to these UFO shows are trying to find new information. But what's so funny about the field of UFOs is that there's, you know, the camp that is experiencers uh, that have seen things and experience. And there's the camp of people who haven't really people who basically just believe these are nuts and bolts craft coming from somewhere but they don't know where and they don't know who but they're like oh but they're just physical crafts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's yeah. this big divide in the ufo community uh, uh versus people who nuts and bolts craft governmental sightings versus experiencers and mm -hmm. that's been a big divide in the community and um and it's and I think that's kind of a thing that holds the whole thing back is that these people do not cross pollinate. They don't talk because they don't like the other mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's been going on for a long time because when I first got into this field, the experiencers were more what we were talking to. That's who people wanted to talk to. But back in 2017, when we had the release of all the, the videos from ATIP and Lou Elizondo, when those came out, then we had this whole new camp of people becoming more vocal. And that's when UFOs kind of went more like, okay, there's nothing magical here. There's nothing, you know, consciousness based. It's literally just a tic-tac craft and there's somebody flying it. So it's been really interesting to watch this whole thing happen and watch how people have become very militant with their uh, ideals on it. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping as the pendulum swings all the way from super woo to super grounded that we land somewhere in the middle and we're and we can combine all these things and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. So as you're talking about this, it reminds me of many, many, many years ago, a friend of mine gave me a book called The Star Sea Transmissions. I don't mm. know if you're, are you familiar with I that? Am, I'm not familiar. I may have seen the title. Yeah, it was written back in 1991 and it's by Ken Carey. It's an old book about, you know, these that uh, coming from that were star seeds. Certain people are star seeds. So the, the only reason I'm mentioning this is that Many years ago, I went to a, this was interesting, I went to a, I, I don't know if she was a massage person, I don't know what she was, okay, it was one of those energy workers, and she was mm -hmm. doing massage at the same time, and then energy work, and then um, after the massage, she said to me, she goes, do you know, and I, I was, I'm stuttering right now as I'm sharing this, she said to me, do you know that you're alien, and I said, and I, I laughed. I said, well, no, I don't know that I'm an alien. And then she went on to share with me. She said, you know, um, you're, do you ever have this feeling of wanting to go home? No matter where you are, you always want to go home. Now, yes. that, the reason I mention this is because this has been the constant theme of my life since I was oh. a child, since I was a child. 
uh, there's always been this longing to go home. I thought everybody had it and I thought it was connected to going into the womb, you know, like, oh, let me go home yes. to the womb to be going back to my my mother, you know, kind of like a Freudian thing. But no matter where I would move, I've moved a lot of places in my life looking for quote unquote home, even with my own family looking for home. And it was something that uh, I still haven't, you know, I don't know how to describe this other than I'm still searching for this quote unquote emotional kind of home that does not seem to be satisfied or filled with relationship or, you know, material success, if that makes any sense, or friendships, mm -hmm. or even my own, you know, I love my kids like crazy, but there's still this thing. I don't think this thing about going home. Okay. So um, my question is, I wonder if that was, you know, I just, I just scoffed it off when she said that to me is like, okay, yeah, I'm alien. All right. Um, so <laughs> I don't think I'm alien, but maybe I am. And it doesn't matter one way or the other. Um, but um, it's interesting to have these, to have this feeling and to know that there are many people who do have this sort of experience that, you know, they do want to go home. Oh, yes. Oh, here, William said he's had this video, these videos for five years. He struggled with how to release them publicly. Today's actually the anniversary of him recording Weird. them. This was oh. the third night. The ships, I believe, are from another dimension. They look like etheric orbs. Okay, awesome. Um, look, I hate to be a pain in the you-know-what, but if you could send them to me, I will send them to Jess. And not, um, you send whatever it is that you can. I will guard them on my laptop and, and not let them disappear into the ethers over here. The ethers, or, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, are you doodling? I'm are you not doodling. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you could hear it. Yes. So can everybody else. Yes. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, oh, we, we love you. I'm a doodler I, also. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, It helps my brain go sometimes. Me too. Um, I, I absolutely yeah, okay. doodle all the time. You got to see my page right now. It is filled yeah, with doodles. Yeah, that's so funny that yeah. we could hear yours though. That's cool. Keep doodling. Oh, it's all right. Okay, um, I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't know you guys could hear it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they, well, maybe they can't. I don't know. I can. All right. But listen, Will, if you can send over though that footage, I'm going to send it to Jess and we'll take it from there and see. Does anybody else have, Jess, have you had personal experience with aliens? I, this is why I have a very hard time um, with the title or people saying that I'm a UFO specialist, a researcher, a ufologist, because I do not, I do not have any experience, nothing significant, not like, you know, what other people have had. I've only seen lights in the sky. I've never, I, you know, and I've, and I've always been fascinated and wanted to see a craft. But I got to this point, Ellie, that, you know, I started thinking about vibration and I had a guest kind of talk about this and it kind of stuck with me. It's like, maybe I'm just not of whatever vibration or frequency it is to see or experience these things. And I've kind of, you know, come to the realization that I'm probably not going to have an experience at this point. Mm -hmm. Um it's probably mm -hmm. just not for me. It's something I enjoy to talk about, but it's not something that I've experienced. So I have a really hard time with it because I feel like if you really want to help people and talk about it, it's somebody who has an experience. That's why I'm like a reluctant UFO person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> no experiences, plenty of other like, you know, types of experiences with energy and stuff, but like with this ET realm or mm -hmm. that dimensional realm, it just, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen for me. Yeah, yet. I'm going to add in there yet. Okay. Yet. Um, <laughs> yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't, this is just me sticking my two cents in here. I don't think that matters. I think you can still be a UFO uh, specialist and not have seen any aliens. I, you know, I've never seen an alien. I don't know what that Me is too. or not. Um, and <laughs> I, the only time I've ever seen anything alien-like has been in a reading that I've done for somebody else. And again, oh. 
these are things that I question, you know, because I've, I've got this skeptical part of me and an analytical me part, too. you know. And so there are times where I'm doing readings and I'll see the image of Mother Mary or I'll see Jesus or I'll see, you know, and then I, it makes me wonder if I'm just like tapping into their particular frequency of what their belief system is and therefore I can mm. see what they're seeing. Um, and then I've seen aliens in readings, but then again, I find out after I'm doing like during the reading, then I find out that this particular person is connected to aliens and has, you know, seen aliens and communicates with aliens. And is then, is that the reason why, you know, I'm seeing the aliens? Am I just mm. tapping into the, into their, um, psyche? You know, am I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. So I usually think that's the answer I give myself. But the point of this whole thing is that the woman who I was doing the reading for was very, very sick. And even though I do not do medical advice, I don't do anything medical. These aliens came through and told me to share with her. Okay. It's like, hello, really share with her that she could create. And I'm going to share it with everybody because I think it's really cool um, to create an elixir in her mind of taking blue cobalt light and white light and seeing if she could blend it together almost as if in a spy in a coil like in a dna kind of shape or whatever that thing's called right now and to run that blue and white through her body as healing energy wow. And so I, I shared that. I don't know what happened with her after that. But I thought about that many times when, it, you know, when I had not felt well, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to run this blue white elixir through my body, um, starting from my head going all the way into every single limb and, you know, like, like blood running through to see that mm. run through. So if anybody else feels unwell, give it a whirl, give it a try, see if it works for you, you know? I mean, this came through in a reading. So um, again, for her specifically, but I think it's just such a cool thing to be sharing anyway, you know, anything that helps us feel better. So No, that's mm -hmm. really, that's, that's really interesting. You know, um, who did I speak to? I spoke, spoke to if uh, Dr. Joseph Burks a few years ago, and he has, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure people can look it up if they're interested. And it's a whole book about medical healings with ETs mm -hmm. and all these cases and stuff. So it's Dr. Joseph Burke. It was probably like four, three or four years ago, but I can't remember the name of it. But if you guys want to look it up, if you're interested in that kind of mm -hmm. information, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it reminds me of a non, I don't know if I could, I don't know if you want me to continue or not. Um, Go ahead. Talk. No, I was your stories. I, I love stories. I had, we love stories. No, what's interesting is you talk about healing and this isn't like a UFO we one, but one day, because I've got an autoimmune thing. I've got a pancreas problem. So I'm sick sometimes, you know, and mm -hmm. one night I wasn't feeling well after dinner and I went to lay down after and I closed my eyes and I kind of go into meditation to kind of try to, to you know feel better and i see this vision when i'm meditating of this beautiful like colored lion-headed woman come in and just like kind of give me healing and so i look it up later once i come out of the meditation and i feel a little better and i look up a lion a female lion-headed deity and it's sekhmet which is a goddess of healing, which I have no mm. knowledge of any Egyptian stuff at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for her to come uh -huh. to me was very, very strange. Like those are the types of experiences I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, those are so cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I thought that was interesting and kind of related. Sorry, not try, trying not to go too tangity. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is cool because this is what we're, uh, this is what we're all about. I mean, you know, uh, having these experiences, listening to listening to the messages that come through at night or come through in meditations, following through with them, because these are the keys, like the keys to the kingdom. These are the keys to get into our consciousness, to find out what the world, what our, yes. you know, what this 3D and more is really all about, you know? 
So it's like, yes. that's why I love the name of your show also, Escape Thank the you. Simulation. You're just like so stuck in this third dimensional reality that we cannot allow ourselves or we don't give ourselves permission to see all the other amazing things that are just yes. within our realm and in our frequency if we only allow ourselves to see and experience them. Yes, yes, I agree with that 100%. 100%. That's why I love, you know, shows like yours, shows like mine, we're able to sit down and like, you know, talk about these topics and kind of get into them. And, you know, I think every conversation helps people a little more to escape and, you know, be aware of the different realms. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that, that's like part of my mission, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just have people become more, um, you know, my, in my, in my view, have people realize that there is just so much more than so what is much. in front of your eyes. Okay. This is just an illusion and, you know, grab your Moses staff, grab your magic wand staff and go make magic on this planet, you know, whatever that looks like for anybody. Yes. Because, you know, as bad as things seem, you know, Humans have always triumphed at the end, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, at least in this, at least now in modern times, I guess, because they say civilization rose and fell many times before, but, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, life is beautiful and there is darkness in it, but, you know, if we can be positive and I'm not talking about being all rainbows and sunshines all the time, but realizing that, you know, it's not that ugly. And I know sometimes people get sad. Mm -hmm. The world mm -hmm. is beautiful and the world is magical and we can it connect is. to each other. I mean, that to me is our ability to connect consciously to one another amazes me more than anything, mm -hmm. any topic, the, mm -hmm. the abilities that we have as humans. Absolutely. This is what I, I got to do a tangent prom promo right here. This is Please. what my work is all about. Even in my side kids Academy for adults and children is to tap into this, to be able to recognize and see that this is all an illusion and that we can create whatever it is that we want. We have this telepathic telekinetic yes. magnificent force within us to create what we want. And if we could only teach people to tap into this more often and not be blindsided by this limited possibility, you know, like, oh, I can't see it. Well, duh, you haven't looked really. But anyway, my point is that if we can tap into this and start accessing it and talking about it the way that we talk about the weather, that's where we're going to start making substantial changes in the lives of everybody um, that we're listening to, that's listening here, you know, everybody else have a better life than yeah. what's often in front of us in 3D. Okay. So, yes. Mm. Here, here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, girlfriend. Uh, um, we're going to wrap up now. I am so happy and grateful that you are here today. Oh, I want you. everyone to go find you. It is escape the simulation.info. Jess, J E S S R O G G E, Jess Rogue, yes. Rogie, and the Rogie Report. Um, I will put all the links. Go find Jess, connect with her, um, listen to her show. She's lovely. As you can hear, she, oh, you're thanks. lovely. You're awesome. I want everyone oh, to you. love you're on awesome. you the way I'm loving on you. <laughs> thank you so much, Ellie. This has been an absolute pleasure. I just had a wonderful time. I am still tired, but you know what? It was totally worth it, and I loved it. I had an amazing time. Thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. William sent us those videos, please. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who's on the podcast listening now and in the future. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be well. Bye. 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 <laughs>